Hello, Clinical Research Circle. It's been a while, but, uh, you know, the wait, we, we make it worth your while to wait because we're here minus Dr. Algis Irely, who the one time I would love to have him on or the one times I would love to have him on, he's too busy. So he misses all the good stuff. This is why Dr. Al, this is why your returns are not as good uh, as they can be because you're missing out. We got a very good one good. today. How's it going, guys? Ashley, Chris, Monica, what's up? What's it's up? going great. I'm doing good. <laughs> got to send the Dr. Elvis recording. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, we need to give you guys more mic time because I'm like doing too much. You know, somebody else going to read the article today. And uh, but look it, okay. I found something. I did my homework, a little bit of due diligence here and there. Thirty-two million dollar market cap. Uh, curative biotechnology. You can't buy on Robinhood. Um, it's a penny stock, but you can buy probably anywhere else. Rabid community. This came, uh, somebody watched one of our videos and said, hey, cover this one. So what we do is we ask our writer for Latinos and Clinker Research, shout out to Latino Clinker Research. Chris Sauber is representing to the fullest right there in the background. Okay. Latinos and Clinic Research. <laughs> I need to the, still figure mine out, you guys, but I'll get there. Ashley's going to get there. Just give her some time. And, all right, <laughs> we've got this. Can you see the screen? Are you guys, like, in the way? Can somebody read this? I think I'm in the way. Yeah. Gird of Biotech is three-pronged three pipeline. pipeline. So let's look at the pipeline first because the way this article is written Eileen's a great writer, but she focused on the most important thing at the end. And I think we need to focus on the most important thing at the beginning, yeah. which is this, the, the degenerative eye disease with the repurposed metformin, uh, 505B2 eligible. And this is what the stock twits are all curious about, right? This is like the, this is the big one. This is the, the really big one. Um, I'm interviewing, actually, we're, whoever wants to join me on Tuesday, we're interviewing the CEO for my channel, and then we're going to invite him and hopefully someone else from his team to join us. Uh, we're trying to get one of the chief scientists and the CEO to join us for the, an official circle of talk with them. So this is like, I've done my due diligence. This is your guys' chance to do due diligence live let me tell the audience don't get mad at these people don't get mad at my friends here okay <laughs> they uh they haven't studied this stock at all so we're getting their reaction live uh so give them cut them some slack guys okay be welcoming you social investor need to be more welcoming to people <laughs> who are learning don't just like shut them out because they have differing opinion especially someone like chris who's like naturally cynical Cynical slack. Okay. Cynical. He'll he'll come he'll come around. He'll come around. That's true, Chris. It's true. I'm I just I just check and you can buy it. You can buy it in Weeble. Okay, Weeble. We're not sponsored. Weeble. We wish we were. So this is what they have, okay? Degenerative eye disease. Then they have um for glioblastoma, they have uh something in the pipeline. And then they also have for um rabies infection for humans so past the i think it's past the what did you say chris 48 hour mark uh for when there's 48, no 72 something like that yeah yeah so we'll get into that in the article but maybe from the article whoever wants to read it 
let's let's read this paragraph first and then we'll we'll go back and forth okay because i want to show you guys like you know this is cool because i get to show my friends something that uh you know they didn't know about so i like that i like doing that um thank you, thank you. And then we can do our, our uh, due diligence and prepare for the CEO. And we're crowdsourcing questions. So send them, you know, put your questions in the comments for the CEO. And uh, let's get right into it. So who's, who's going to, like, take the mic? The, we need more ahead, ratio. Ashley. We need Ashley. more ratio for Thank you, Chris. Guys. <laughs> Thank you, Chris. Thank I like Ashley. <laughs> All right. Uh, Curative Biotechnology, Inc., a developmental stage biomedical company targeting novel treatments for rare diseases, focuses on therapies with potential accelerated development paths as a result of either the disease, the nature of the therapeutic itself, or the stage of the clinical development. At the heart of the company, which is based on Boca Raton, Florida, is a clinical product development in engine that rests on its uh, SOAR filter, science opportunity acceleration rare disease filter. What do you think about uh, the, that? SOAR, science opportunity acceleration rare disease. How does that, how is that critique, that critique their marketing right there? Very good. Very good. Okay. All the four things we like, create all together, not separately though. They forgot yeah. diversity. We need, you guys oh, need yeah? to get into diversity. touch if with us watching, diversity. Latinos clinical research, yeah. <laughs> Curative biotechnology envisions a world where all patients have a therapeutic option. The company has three primary therapeutic development programs. Okay, so, program so let's go, let's go from the bottom up because this is yeah. where Eileen, Eileen, you're great. You get like 95% of this perfect. It should have been the bottom up. No fault of her own. Um, so let's start with right here because we've got the goose that lays golden eggs. Chris, why don't you explain? I'm trying to give everyone airtime here. Why don't I'm you explain? I'm looking why? up stuff about rabies well, since you brought it up. All right, but you're like the expert on from us on the 505B2 pathway, right? Like, Hardly an expert. Okay, but explain like in layman's terms what you know about this goose that lays golden eggs because KMPH with the repurposed... Right, we, uh, we learned this through KMPH. Okay. So, so explain, because you pay more attention than I do on phone calls. Yeah, but my memory is not as good. So uh, here we go. So what I recall was um, once there's a drug on market that's that you're going to repurpose to use for something else, it already has a safety profile. So oftentimes the FDA does not require phase one study since it's already been established what what dosages are optimal for the human body at what point they get sick or don't get sick from the, from the dosage. Um, so that's already been established. And, and again, they know the safety profile of the, of the drug. So oftentimes you can eliminate phase one in even sometimes even shorten phase two a bit. If I recall correctly from what they said, um, and then it depends upon um, exactly what the drug is going to be used for to determine the path from there. But again, what I recall was oftentimes phase one's not even required. And again, it's because they know the safety profile. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Five, so the uh, five, so here, uh, 505 B2 pathway. So Ashley, Ashley will read uh, this from here, this paragraph on, this is like the best part of their pipeline. And then we'll look at the other stuff too. Cause I know Chris is very interested. Chris is rabid about rabies. <laughs> and uh, pun intended. Yes, that was very good. <laughs> awesome. All right. Uh, in January 2021, Curative Biotechnology executed an ex 
exclusive patent license agreement to practice invest inventions contained within a number of patent applications with the National Eye Institute, NEI. Uh, the National Institutes of Health included the repurposed use of metformin to treat retinal degeneration without using eye injections. This potential therapy holds great promise for multiple indications. With decades of safety data from the approved drug metformin, the company may be eligible for the 505 b 2 pathway at the FDA, specifically created to accelerate development for new formulations and or routes of administration of already approved drugs. Curative Biotechnology is working on this reformulation and expects to file an IND with the FDA to begin human trials by the end of the year. This license agreement also contains worldwide rights. Catalyst, that's, that's catalyst, dope. upcoming catalyst. Wow. This is huge, huge, guys. Um, they're working with the, they got the patent from the National Eye Institute, which is part of the NIH, to treat various types of retinal degeneration. Um, so did, by any chance, do they know, uh, like, I mean, they're saying not the eye injection, right? Which is great, because that already, like, I'm sure opens up opportunity of more patients wanting to, to try it out because injection to the eye is pretty intense. Uh, did they say through what pathway that they might be trying? Like, is it going to be like medication, like uh, IV or something? Uh, oral mm. uh, eye drops. Or eye drops. Okay, sorry. Yeah. I really missed up what I was reading. Yeah. Wouldn't, uh, be, wouldn't be oral, just eye drops. Yeah, yeah, sorry. No, eye drops. Eye drops. <laughs> yeah. And look, uh, here you see all the... Um, Metformin reformulation, degenerative disease, degenerative disease, uh, Stagart disease, um, retinous pigmentosa. Look at all these indications they have. Oh, Diabetic yeah. retinopathy, age-related macular degeneration. All of these are 505B2 eligible. Pretty impressive. Yeah, they're going to be. These are all metformin? Yeah, repurposed okay. metformin. Yep. Including the pediatric, uh, whatever that word is, yes. colobrastroma. No, that's, we haven't got there yet. That's the monoclonal antibody for oncology. Okay. It, as if this is not enough, okay? You've got glioblastoma, and then you've got late-stage rabies. Yeah, I was reading on that. The, the, glioblastoma, uh, okay. The conditions in the eye that they are doing a study for are more popular than we actually even talk about it. Like a lot of more people yes. tend to develop these conditions, especially yeah, uh, the one, yeah, especially the one uh, related to age. So a lot of people after, when they turn 50, they can have more tendency to develop this, especially the white Americans. Yeah, glaucoma is uh, very prevalent. Yeah. yeah. Uh -huh. um, and I also, I was very like. Mm -hmm. All the medication would work. Retinopathy, absolutely. So we're going to, yeah. mm -hmm. so check this out. This is the management team. In my video on due diligence, I tried to keep it like short. I didn't get into the management team. We're going to do that. Maybe we'll do that now. Like I know Monica and Ashley are masters of LinkedIn. Chris, you can sit this one out. Um, <laughs> these are the people we want to connect with on LinkedIn. So here's, here's, uh, here's dude. Dude, homeboy, we're going to interview on a Tuesday, Richard Gar. I hear big things, like very good things about this guy from a lot of different people. And so I just added him. Um, we're going to interview him. And then they have, um, uh, they actually have, I want to get to the scientific and clinical advisory board. Because see, for a company like of this size, when they add someone to their advisory board, you got to look into who they are, like, what do they bring? What kind of experience do they bring? So one of the guys I want to interview is um, 
the guy that came from the National Eye Institute, he's basically the inventor or of the repurposed metformin. I think he was on their, this is where you got to go to StockTwits. Um, I believe he just joined the board recently. This guy, Kapil Bardi, a PhD from National Eye Institute, has joined our scientific and clinical advisory board. This was in June last month. Uh, inventor on U.S. and worldwide patent applications licensed exclusively to curative biotech for repurposed metformin. Uh, world leader preparing with CUBT for clinical trials. So this is uh, this is the guy, Monica and Ashley. I don't know. Can you guys reach out to him, Dr. Kapil yeah, Barty? Uh, let me check if I can find him right now. Actually, yeah, I'm sure he's on there. I haven't looked. I got I, I got to get into doing that. I was trying to do the CEO and the their other people. Um, but yeah, like this is where you got to look at the you know read between the lines and see who's on the scientific advisory what team. What was his last name? Dan? Uh, Barty, B H A R T I. And there's a lecture he has on YouTube. Uh, if you just anybody watching, no, he's Google. not on here, he's not on LinkedIn. Okay, mm -mm. so we got to ask Richard Gar and the PR people at Q, uh, CBT. Well, I us. found him, I found him. What is he? Uh, is he like uh, doctor or? without the doctor? Yeah, oh, okay. <clears throat> there we go. Okay, so uh, this is where we need a Dr. Al. Research has shown that metformin can activate AMP-activated protein kinase. We'll, we'll get into this stuff. So that's the repurposed, like the drug, the, the market cap for this is huge. Obviously, this is a cheap generic. The market cap for all these indications are huge. It will be interesting to see which one, and maybe we can ask the CEO which one of these indications they actually pursue first uh, oh. w when they filed IND? So uh, a question that none of you can, I'm sure, answer, but so an observation, not an observation, but just curiosity. I would, I would wonder how they would determine metformin could be used for these eye problems. I, would I found. I would suspect that it has something to do with, you know, many people take metformin and they probably don't experience these problems at the same rate that they would expect them to. Mm -hmm. Would you assume that's probably how they would kind of delve into research for metformin and eye problems? I, well, we I can just ask. found the answer. Yeah, I, Monica I sent has you the, the article. I sent you the article, Dan, so you can share it. <laughs> okay. Uh, okay, perfect. I sent let's... it just now in the, in the group. So let's do it. And then Chris, I guess so, we'll have you read it live. Because so oh, you can thanks. answer your own question. What kind of a this is amazing. America's amazing place. Something you can like answer your own questions. Something like Viagra and cardiac uh, treatment or cardio treatment. Right? Uh sure. Uh, here, Chris, read, read, read. Let's let's go through this. Let's see what you find. Monica found this article. Let's do our due diligence, guys. All right, metformin link to are you skipping too fast? All right. Metformin link to protection against eye condition. Okay. A link between metformin and protection against a condition that can cause blindness has been found. A Taiwanese research team say they have found evidence to support that people who take the type 2 diabetes drug metformin could reduce their chances of developing age-related macular degeneration, AMD. AMD normally affects people in their 50s and 60s, and if left untreated, can cause blindness. 
It is thought inflammation and oxidative stress play a key role in the eye complaint, complaint developing, which is where metformin comes in. The diabetes drug reduces those two health problems, which is why the research team wanted to see to what extent metformin could prevent AMD. Metformin is normally given to people with type 2 diabetes who have been unable to control their condition with diet and exercise alone. The medication helps the body control blood sugar by lowering the amount of glucose created by the liver and reducing the amount of sugar absorbed by the intestines. The study involved gathering data from people who had been recently diagnosed with type 2 diabetes between 2001 and 2013 using the Taiwan National Health Insurance Research Database. They followed more than 45,000 people who took metformin for 13 years. During the same time period, they also tracked 22,681 people who did not take the medication. At the end of the trial, the researchers found half as many people in the metformin group had AMD when compared to the drug-free group. Yeah, exactly what I kind of suspected. Um, so yeah, that's probably good enough. Yeah, I mean, this. and when was this article? 2018, okay, October yeah. mm -hmm. 2018. Yeah. So. This guy's, you know, they brought it here first. And you know what? I don't know the history about, um, and this is a lot of the questions I've been asked were about the uh, reason for the name change and the separation from the previous, uh, I believe it was previous management uh, for this, uh, for Curative Biotech. So let me see if I can. Uh, and good article, Monica. I yeah, like very good find. So while I find this, um, uh, information. Oh, I like the dancing. I got to go back up to the, the fact yeah, that, that was almost as uh, good as yours. Yeah, yeah. Dancing in his underwear. It was pretty cool. Yeah. So <laughs> we got, we got some good questions from the community for, um, CEO. Um, there's some bears on here, but mostly bulls. I'm telling you, this is the fans of CUBT are rapid, rapid pun, pun intended. Um, let's see how long I can recycle that joke for. Yeah, uh, I can. I can see a lot of potential in all the drugs that yeah. we research for. Like, I mean, it's not a brainer. <laughs> uh, there are no match treatments for uh, for those conditions anyway. So here we go. Here's a good DD due diligence from May CEO. Shout out to Ostero CEO. Expect to file IND with the FDA to begin trials before the end of the year. Dr. Barty, who now Monica is her friend. Um, Dr. Barty, lead inventor, licensed patents from the, um, joined the board. Wet AMD is not an orphan or rare disease. We still intend to use the drug to treat Stargardt's rare disease. Non-clinical and clinical work on a wet AMD should be uh, applicable for filing to treat Stargardt's if wet AMD drug receives marketing approval from the FDA and our national regulatory bodies. This is a good question to ask the CEO. Advisory board and management came to the conclusion that because of the much larger number of patients, it will be much easier, quicker, less expensive to recruit the human trials and move towards FDA approval and wet AMD. This huge metformin is an approved drug with decades of safety data, 505B2 pathway eligible, proposing use for new indication. Um, and there's another guy who joined the, uh, Dimitrov yeah. uh, Center for Antibody Therapeutics. Um, so we're going to get into the monoclonal antibody cool. next. I think he joined for that. Uh, and the, so this company used to be called something else. And I don't really understand. Maybe the community can tell me the reason for the name change and all that. Um, 
we can probably do some more due diligence to find out why. We can ask questions to the CEO as well uh, on Tuesday. But uh, we could go back to the article, and now we could get to the um, – let's go to rabies next, and then we can go to the glioblastoma at the end. Your favorite part, Chris. So yeah, rabies, here you go, Chris. I was Feel free to read it uh, from no, here. That's okay. Ashley can take that. Ashley or Monica. I, I also found the answer why they changed the name. <laughs> okay, Oscar. There we go. Where is there, there. Monica? I send it to um I send it to you the article. I love having Monica on right now. This is amazing. She's on it. She's on it. And rabies <laughs> has to you have to get treatment for rabies if you think you've been bitten by a rabid animal animal within twenty four hours. Right. As soon as you so, show symptoms of anything to do with rabies, it's too late and you're dead. You will die. Right. Uh, okay, I got the article. Let me uh, just read about the uh, rabies first, and I'll put up this article um, at the end when we talk about the uh, why they why they changed, changed their, name. their name. Yeah. Okay, so what you highlighted then? Yeah. Oh. All right. Uh, the first program was acquired from Mid Atlantic Biotherapeutics Inc. and includes worldwide rights for the development of IMT five hundred four, a novel patented immunotherapy to treat symptomatic rabies. IMT 504 is being developed to treat patients whose disease has progressed beyond the stage where it can be addressed with existing approved rabies vaccine. IMT 504 has been granted orphan drug designation in the U.S., which can provide significant benefits, including tax credits, market exclusive, and waiver for certain FDA fees. Rabies is one of the one of only a small number of diseases which qualify for the FDA Tropical Disease Priority Review Voucher (PRV) program that is granted to sponsors of approved topical disease product applications that meet cri certain criteria. This program has potential to assist curative biotech and MABT in advancing IMT 504 to the marketplace. At present, hey, there is no oh? no. Oh, okay. Uh, at present, there is no effective therapy for rabies and syphilitis. Vaccines are available only for pre-exposure and immediate post-exposure uh, prophylaxis. Once signs of infection develop, however, there is no effective treatment and uniquely among infectious diseases, it has a case fatally, a fatal rate, fatality rate of almost 100%. Current vaccines are effective at protecting against this outcome, provided that the vaccination is given before and shortly after exposure to a bitten incident, biting incident. IMT 504 is an all the, oh, hold on, let me, let me do hey, this Good one. luck with that. Good luck. <laughs> good good uh, luck. Yeah, we need, we need Dr. Al, we need Dr. Al for this part, but <laughs> yeah, we're, we're not going to get into the science for this. All right. We need Dr. Al for this part. Oh, you were saved, Ashley. I know. Yeah, thank, you. Saved, <laughs> saved. thank you. And then finally, the, um, the glioblastoma. You know, this one also, I mean, look, have you guys ever seen a company like this with this no. much opportunity at a 30 million penny stock, 30 million market cap or whatever Especially it is? Especially in these two different areas. It's pretty, it's pretty interesting. So before we even get into glioblastoma, I'm going to go down the line. Mm -hmm. I want your take, starting with Chris, what you thought of this company before and what you think now, all like two thirds in. Chris, Sauber, go. Uh, ladies first. Okay. Okay. Ladies first. Monica <laughs> Quitiva, go. <clears throat> well, I didn't know much about the company. And, and when you mentioned that it was penny stock, I was obviously your 
you think is is it worth uh, to invest in a company like that? You, I mean, you never know, right? But after reading all this, is uh, I think it's a company that has a lot of potential, um, especially because all the conditions, like the eye conditions that uh, that they are doing research for, have no match, uh, have not many. Um, treatments available as well as the rabies i mean as we just read uh this company the, i mean this this condition only has treatment at the beginning no when you are no when the condition has been developed so people die from it uh, i think it's a wonderful company I so on a scale on a scale of one to ten one being uh, very disinterested you want to vomit when you hear the name to 10 being like amazing, <laughs> like this is the best thing ever. What? Where are you? I mean, I will. I, I have. We have seen many very good companies, uh, but I'm definitely interested on this one, and okay. I will definitely invest on this one. Okay. Okay. So we'll save the best for last. I'll go now. <laughs> okay. Okay. Go. <laughs> go next, Chris. Okay. So. I would say from a humanitarian aspect, this, this is great, right? Rabies is very prevalent in third world countries. Um, and there's definitely a need there, especially since most people, do, I would assume, do not have access to immediate treatment that's required for mm -hmm. if you're bitten by a rabid animal, you need to get treatment within 24 hours. It's probably difficult in a lot of third world countries. So they'll probably definitely have rabies um, within their nervous system by the time they're able to get any kind of treatment. So certainly life-saving and great from a humanitarian perspective. However, I would say from a monetary perspective, maybe not so great because in first world countries, this isn't a problem, right? You get bit by a rabid animal, you go get the shot within 24 hours, no problem. Um, and generating revenue in a third world country is probably going to be difficult for a company, at least for the rabies treatment. Now the, degenerative eye treatment that's a different story because that's a problem in all countries so that's really the only revenue stream that i can see that's gonna potentially garner any true uh monetary value so i don't know i don't know how hyped i am um yeah and that's somewhat what Bulls, Somewhat. That's what the bulls would and say. I, I, I actually yeah. have uh, have something in mind. Is that if if that medication for rabies get approved, I'm almost positive it's gonna be tested also in animals like dogs, and and that could be an. That's a good point. That's a, that's a very good point, Monica. So certainly, if it works, again, I, just rabies isn't much of a problem in first world countries. But that is a good point because people would be more likely, you know, if their dog or something cat showing rabies well here give them the shot cure them right but again we give we give vaccines for that right in this in first world countries it's required your dog has a vaccination for rabies so mm -hmm. i just don't know really what the monetary stream here is in, ter in terms of that disease and dr l's joining so they're all joined oh, right on dr. time L. right on time actually for <laughs> glioblastoma yeah which is like right up his alley as an oncologist chris the the bulls would say you're right but the you know repurposed metformin is where the money is going to be all yeah the i was about to say like have a repurposed for what right you have degenerative eye disease and you have rabies so rabies i just don't no it's see. not repurposed for rabies uh that's a different completely different drug it's repurposed oh, it for all these diseases dark art retinous pigmentoso oh. 
okay. age-related macular my, degeneration, my the Company. diabetic retinopathy. See, this I'm trying and to save you because people are going to come after you. Right. This so why, and, again, company <laughs> as a whole, it's rabies and the degenerative eye disease. Metformin. My apologies. The degenerative eye. I don't know what they're using for the rabies, but uh, yeah, money is through this. Yes, and also, for, I, and I think for rabies, even that, I mean, if we think about the third world countries, there are many third world countries, like so many. So the market is big. And even countries that are in the middle, like no, not like, uh, uh, I mean, countries like United States or, or, or countries that are third world countries, but the ones that are in the middle, they still need that. And, and even in third world countries, if you are in a rural area that you don't have the time to get um, to, a, uh, to a, uh, like a hospital or something, uh, and you're going to need the treatment. Like uh, I was thinking about, for example, Australia, where you have such a huge area like, uh, like the outback. If that happened to you in the outback, it's going to be, it's going to take you longer oh, sure. to get to a hospital. So, yeah. uh, so I think this, even that medication could have potential. Yeah. Okay. Sure. Now we got wait, perfect timing. And Chris, there is a third one, the third application. Right. Hey guys, body. how are you? Before you hey, start, Hi, Dr. L. before being late. <laughs> we're, we've already started. And we're recording perfect, now. You join at the perfect time. We're not going to bring you up to speed on the other two because we didn't even start the third indication, which is pediatric glioblastoma. First of all, what is the? What do you think about pediatric glioblastoma? Like as a total addressable market, a well, TAM. What can I interject? Think? We did not get Ashley's perspective. Oh, Ashley. Scale of zero to, <laughs> yes, best answer for last. Ashley, well, come on, Ashley, speak up here. Okay. So I, 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 very valid points from Monica and Chris. Uh, I also agree, I think, with Chris's point of view with the rabies. Um, however, what my kind of question would be, and I would like, obviously, to, to maybe question this uh, on Tuesday um, is, you know, in regards to the fact of like metformin, right? They tested it on uh, patients with diabetes to see, you know, the progress and all that. But why? Because typically these, um, not all of them, not always, but, you know, these type of comorbidities kind of go hand in hand with diabetes. So if they're already taking metformin, how exactly would that benefit the patient, right? Would they be doing two separate orders of metformin, you know, like one for the or uh, one for the dropping in the eye as well as the oral medication. So, I mean, that for me is kind of like a question personally that I, I wonder because I mean, I used to be in the clinical industry. It's been a bit now, but um, so that was kind of my question for that. So I, I like it. I would give it, you know, 7.58. Um, but it's also because, um, you know, me, uh, I like to see the leadership behind because it can be a really great idea but if leadership is not there um and so i like everybody's backgrounds that we saw so far but i'd really look forward to seeing uh what the you know the interview will be like on tuesday because that's you know gonna say a lot and if, yes. of course you know see the passion and all of that and kind of get a little bit more intuitive insight uh, that's gonna determine a lot for me so i won't say exactly yet if it's gonna be something i'd like to invest in because i'm not a huge fan of penny stocks but I like what they're trying to address. Um, so, yeah, I'm just going to wait for Tuesday, and then I'll kind of decide at that point. Okay, and we got Dr. Al join at the right time, and you're invited Tuesday at 8 a.m. to interview the CEO with us. 
We'll see you. The CEO of this company, Dr. Al, ah, is, okay. is called Curative um, Biotech. Oh, interesting. Very interesting. Thank you, guys, for inviting me. Very so, much, uh, so we're going to be taking a look of the uh, glioblastoma. Yes. Then are we, the are last we indication it? is perfect. Almost perfect timing you came in, Dr. Al. So pediatric glioblastoma, what's, what do you think as an oncologist, like total addressable market, what kind of a need is there for this? I, I think there is uh, now increased rate of uh, glioblastoma in, in uh, most of the pediatric population. Recently, one of my relatives even diagnosed with it, he's like about uh, six years old and he's in... Uh, and there is a lot of uh, new clinical trial for glioblastoma because of the new markers they're finding in the tumor cell that can be respond to different type of uh, new target therapy. And that's why the, you find a lot of uh, clinical trial open for glioblastoma adult or brain tumor adult and pediatrics because of the new market of the uh, Cellular marker that works on certain disease and can help in treating these kind of uh, tumors. Okay, so let's get into the science behind it. So there is a novel monoclonal antibody. This company, Curative Biotechnology, acquired it from the National Cancer Institute um, to treat brain cancer. Curb 906 fully humanized CD56 monoclonal antibody carrying a cytotoxic drug conjugate directly to the tumor site to kill the tumor by inhibiting growth and migration of the tumor. Monoclonal antibodies are target-specific, CURB targets CD56 positive brain tumors. CD56, also known as a neural cell adhesion or involved cell migration. Uh, CD56 overexpressed in brain tumors, particularly early stage tumors, the antibody will carry an extremely potent anti-cancer drug conjugate such as PBD, pyrrole benzodiazepine, or similar structured analogs. PBD uh, can be uh, 100 to even 1,000 times more potent than chemo and have been shown to have broad-spectrum anti-tumor activity in vivo. What do you think about this? As, as I'm reading this, what do you think as an oncologist? Yeah, before we never had this kind of uh, CD56 or the anti uh, monoclonal antibody for it, but now there's a new, there's, as I told you, new marker for cancer cells that being found in different type of cell and a new target therapy for it. This is what's called target therapy, which is the the most uh, advanced way of treating cancer these days, personalized slash target therapy. So I think it's a, it's a, it's a, a new way, a new marker a new treatment. Uh, it's difficult to get monoclonal antibody across the blood-brain barrier to ensure that uh, enough drug is being delivered to the tumor as well as to limit the delivery of the drug. The drug is being administered through surgical intervention to the remaining tumor. So that's the three indications. Dr. Al, I know you missed the first two, but what do you think about this glioblastoma one? Oh, yeah, I, I think it's very good because... Uh, Glioblastoma is a very devastating disease and uh, it's considered one of the very aggressive yes. types of brain tumor. Mm -hmm. And 
very difficult to control it. So finding this kind of a new way of treating it, it is very amazing. Okay. It is very amazing. So I lied. I'm going to give you like a one minute overview so that you, I want to get your take. <laughs> okay. Now that you got the science, I could give you more science if you want. Okay. If you're interested, let's see. They got a late stage rabies drug. Okay. This is after like where there's no treatment available, right? For people who get rabies, but what they really, this is the golden goose and they're all, they have to start studies. They're all preclinical, but they're planning to start the study for uh, the, uh, before the end of the year, they're planning to file the IND for the macular degeneration, repurposed metformin in eye drops through the 505B2 pathway for all these indications. So Stargardt disease, retinus pigmentosa, late on stage retinal degeneration, the diabetic retinopathy, age-related macular degeneration. So that's one, you know, those, that's one drug in the pipeline. The other one is the one you just saw with glioblastoma. Mm -hmm. And then the third one is a IMT 504 late stage rabies. Let me give you a little bit of the science because you are a doctor. So it would only make sense for us <laughs> to uh, do this. So IMT 504, this is a oligodeoxynucleotide synthetic oh molecules. Oh my goodness. Very good, Dan. I know. <laughs> good. I butchered it. Stimulate different kind of cells of the immune system. Um, this is for the is creating a survival in a gold standard animal model, um, and then for the science with the repurposed metformin, we actually saw Monica just friended him on LinkedIn. So hopefully, and uh, he actually accepted me already. Already, oh, wow. if he only knew yeah, that we're talking about him you. right now, I went uh, are burning. To you. The, the degeneration of retinal ah. pigment epithelium is associated with uh, these different eye indications. All of these indications appear to share some or all three main causes of RD, reduced AMP-activated protein kinase activity, extreme vascular endothelial growth factor, secretion, increased calcium, CA2 levels. Obviously, research has shown that metformin can activate AMP-activated protein kinase, reduce vascular endothelial growth factor secretion, and correct baseline calcium levels in RPE cells. Um, the company, oh, here's a little bit about the name change. Uh, but before we get into that, we'll finish with that. What do you think, Dr. Al? This is only, this is a penny stock, only $32 million market cap. Wow. But, 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 you know, it's all new, a new innovation in the treatment of different uh, type of disease, like to have like this metformin for eye, eye disease and uh, also, the rabies is like, even it is rare disease, but also there is no a treatment for it effectively. So I think it's also, it's a good uh, good stuff there from this company. Can you rate? Can you rate the science of what you've seen so far, uh, from pipe dream to practical? Uh, where do you fall and what you've seen so far? You know, the, the rating would be more accurate after clinical trial, but as, as, as a scientific opinion, I think it, it, it can go between uh, six to eight. Wow. Mm. That's a solid, <laughs> solid backing by right the ever the pragmatic Dr. Al. <laughs> uh, yes. I don't know if I'm accurate or not, but... <laughs> yeah. Another question for Dr. Al. 
Will you join us in our interview with the CEO on Tuesday, July 6th at 8 a.m. Pacific Standard Time? Will you be there? I don't think so because my mother <laughs> hasn't been here. I have to drive up from Irvine all the way to Cedars and oh, we need to see her doctors there and okay. then we'll, we'll go for... I'm going gonna to try to get a second interview for the circle and then we'll make mm -hmm. it for your schedule. So Monica okay. found the, this company used to be called Connect, Connectix. Uh, yeah, she she texted me, text it to me now. That's why I thought you're still online guys. Yeah, we are. This is a, we're loving this one. This is the one that we can't get enough of. Um, so they, they had a trading symbol curb. This was rare disease connective to change name to curative biotechnology. Now it's C-U-B-T. Uh, it's not C-U-R-B. Uh, the company said the name better reflects its commitment to discovering therapies for patients with rare. Uh, Connectix recently licensed two pipeline assets. Okay, so I we got to ask the real, we got to have the real answer for why they changed the name. Um, not because it's, uh, uh, what do they say? Better reflect its commitment i don't buy yeah. that you know yeah. that shovelings i mean how much how much time and manpower did it take to have to submit all that paperwork yes no 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 and curb is not it we're gonna have to curb our enthusiasm till we find out <laughs> the answer uh okay that's it guys i appreciate it um, it's a long one but it's a good one and uh we advise you to do your own due diligence because we don't know anything on this show, and you could lose money by yourself, not with us. Hey, you don't need our help. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So thank you, guys. I appreciate it. Final thoughts from Saber on down. Yeah, uh, I'd be interested in buying a few hundred or thousand shares. I just like there you go, shares. Bet on black. Yeah. Put it all in there. Good ten cents a share. You. Yeah. Who knows? It's uh, ten dollars a share. Doing quite well. You bought a thousand shares. Okay, my friend. Excellent my analysis friend. by Chris. It costs you a hundred dollars to buy ten, a thousand shares. Who's next, Monica? Monica. <laughs> uh, I'm definitely buying. Monica, ever the optimist. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Doctor Al. I'm the stingy. <laughs> Doctor Al says no. Man, 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 I just lost money on iTrap. Did you see what happened? No. <laughs> no. Oh my gosh. Is that bad? So, they, so. They, there's some, they, but but uh, definitely, I'm not, I'm not investing at this point now. I need to see some solid evidence in the clinical trial, even phase one. Mm -hmm. okay. So, any uh, evidence from solid uh, phase one uh, trial, then I will. Uh, look into it again to for investing but at this point it's still in the scientific phase and it's too early to judge about what's coming on and maybe it will not work even in uh, preclinical you never know they okay. all this like all, only theories and suggestion but nothing solid well they you missed uh, the part uh, early, part earlier before you were on in which uh, uh -huh. they did uh, some data mining on those who take metformin um, uh -huh. They, I forget the rate, but it was like fifty percent, I think, 
was it 50 or 60% less uh, rates of certain degenerative eyes disease mm-hmm. than those who don't. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So by, by taking the medicine orally. Yeah. By yeah. taking it orally. I know, but, but well, this is, we, we know because of the, because it reduced the, the severity of the diabetes and the diabetes, the main thing that can affect the retina and affect the eye. Certainly. Certainly. And yeah. That was actually my question or concern was that if, if this is mainly for patients that already have the comorbidity of diabetes, because they right. kind of go hand in hand and already taking metformin orally, then how exactly so is it is beneficial the, to have eye drops, right? You know? Right. So if, yes, if, but- if the segment that wasn't <laughs> taking metformin, if they weren't diabetic, then you have a legitimate, right? Oh yeah, for sure. But, 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 but if they're again, all like taking, if-, if they're all diabetes, yeah, all so we're like diabetes. the mass majority, sure. right? So that's what I'm sure. kind of saying, like, when you talk about, like... Well, the article didn't say that. The first indication is going to be wet AMD, so that's not necessarily people with diabetes. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, they can, no, no. but it's... That's, yeah. Yeah, and that's the one they're going to do first, according to the CEO, and we can ask him the tough questions. And then, Ashley, we have to get Ashley. Save the best for last. Ashley Margot. I am going. Skill set is actually a technical analyst, but um, I don't feel like showing the chart right now. (laughs) Um, So I'm thinking that I'm interested, but I am going to wait maybe small portion to invest just based off of the fact that I like the innovation that's being considered. But like Dr. Al, I'm going to kind of wait a little bit uh, for the other portion that I do plan on probably investing and waiting to see how it goes once trials and stuff yeah I, I changed my mind i'm waiting till tuesday and we asked the ceo <laughs> if if that study if chris it was you're gonna wake just up general populace yeah because now i'm gonna ask this question general populace or are they all diabetics that were in that study right the twenty-three thousand yeah. people or whatever it was well, they didn't do a study that that wasn't their study no yeah. i understand that but, but he would know i would assume otherwise why would you pursue it right? Mm-hmm. On what the groups were, right? Were they di- all diabetics or or not? Mm-hmm. Yeah, good question. I mean, bring them, bring them on. The more, the better. And then don't worry, Dr. Al, we will do a part two and we will try to get one of their CEO and the, like one of the chief science guys on the show as well. So uh, I'm, gonna, I'm going to right. send him a message. Tell him, hey, we're talking about you. Your video in five minutes. <laughs> we're, we're a bunch of chatty patties over here on clinical research. Chatty circle. patties. <laughs> we're talking about you. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So thank you guys. Appreciate it. Um, and uh, thank you guys for watching and listening. Let us know what you think. And it's not too late. Put your questions in the comments for the CEO. And make sure you subscribe. Make sure you like. Make sure you comment. And make sure you share. And then we'll catch you all later. Bye-bye.